Welcome in and thank you for joining us here on another episode of SODFS brought to you by Sons of Dynasty and proud members of True North Fantasy Football. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Sons and subscribe to the TNFF Network on YouTube so that you never miss a show. I am Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Brown NFL. And here to my left is my co-host, Nate. You can find him at Nate underscore FFL. We are live here once again on a Friday night heading into the weekend, and it is Super Bowl Sunday weekend, no doubt. The Super Bowl is so close I can taste it. Nate, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. Um, it's Super Bowl week. It's a busy week, but it's also a very exciting week. This game is looking like it's going to be an excellent game. Um, the Rams are in it. I've wanted Stafford in the Super Bowl all year, so I couldn't be more hyped. How you doing? Man, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, the, the last weekend, I, I didn't really catch much of uh, the Pro Bowl festivities, but I, I saw enough people complaining on Twitter for me to, you know, kind of steer clear for the most part. Uh, but I'm excited about this game. It's really the last meaningful NFL that we're going to have for a long time. And, you know, dynasty degenerates like myself and many others tuning in here tonight are excited for the offseason to come around. We've already started, uh, you know, looking into some of these incoming uh, prospects coming into the NFL draft process. And if you check out Sons of Dynasty has actually launched their own YouTube page where we have started releasing clips of prospects that, that uh, you know, you can check out their highlights. Our producer, Brother Matt, has been working diligently to create some of the the hottest highlight videos that, that you can readily find available on YouTube. So do me a favor and take a moment to check out uh, Sons of Dynasty YouTube page. I will put a link in the bottom of the uh, show here tonight. And, and if you can head on over there and subscribe and, and stay tuned with us throughout the process of the off season and, and moving forward, we would much appreciate it. Yeah. I just want to second that before we jump into this game, uh, like Dan said, go over there, you know, hit that notification bell, drop some comments on the videos. It does help a ton. We're going to have a lot of content coming your way this off season. So we're hyped for that, but we still have one more game to go this year. Uh, obviously, Rams, uh, Bengals, Super Bowl. Uh, the over under right now varies depending on which site you're looking at, but it ranges anywhere from about three and a half to uh, four and a half with the Rams as favorites. So it should be a pretty close game. There's a couple ways I think it could go. I think it could be low scoring, kind of a defensive battle, or I think it could be a shootout. There's potential for both, but either way, I'm really, really excited to get into this. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited about this game. It's it's just really two teams that I, I think everybody can get behind based off of what I've seen. Consensus. It seems like most people are indeed wanting the Bengals to see this thing through, and I find myself leaning that direction as well. Just from an organizational standpoint, yes, I can get behind the Stafford uh, storyline there with the Rams, but it almost seems too storybook as far as the Rams really kind of showing their cards early on in the beginning of the season as far as making trades, uh, sending future first-round picks uh, for, for some star guys that can come in here and make a difference. And here they are. They find themselves in the Super Bowl, and, and maybe Sean McVay has moved all the pieces around just enough for, for a Super Bowl win. That, that We all know what that can do for a franchise, and both teams have their eyes on it. We're going to talk about uh, you know a little bit more in-depth on the player matchups and, and guys we like and, of course, build a couple, if, if not one or two, uh, um, lineups there on on DraftKings this evening, Nate. So anything else before we get into it? Uh, I, I know you want to talk a little bit more about the Rams. 
Yeah, the Twitter consensus is definitely leaning Bengals in this one, but I am 100% rooting for the Rams. I won't be mad if Cincinnati wins. Um, I like both these teams, but I am 100% behind some uh, behind Matthew Stafford. Uh, some interesting notes that I love that you added to our sheet this week. I'm going to start with some L.A. Rams notes. Uh, first one being the Rams are going for their second championship in franchise history. The first one coming in 1999. A lot of you remember that Kurt Warner team. Uh, and it'll be their first since their 2016 move back to Los Angeles. Um, since the year 2000, there have been nine trades involving multiple first-round picks being exchanged for a player, and the Rams account for two, Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey. The Rams have put a lot of stock into this year. We've seen, like you said, they've traded away all, almost all their future you know, big draft, uh, draft picks. So they're putting all their eggs in the basket for this year. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, since week 14, the Rams have gone 8-1 and one with their lone, uh, lone loss coming to the San Francisco 49ers, their division rivals over there. Uh, this postseason, Stafford has pretty much been on fire. He's completed 71% of his throws for 9.1 uh, yards per attempt and a stellar 124.1 passer rating. Uh, his main man there in L.A., Cooper Cup, is only seven receptions away from having the most postseason receptions in history at 32. Um, Got to mention OBJ, too. This postseason, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is averaging 10.3 yards per target, which is better than his rookie season at 10.1. Um, you know, a lot of us have been wanting to see him succeed he's a great receiver and he's finally getting his chance to shine in la and lastly the cincinnati run defense has allowed 5.6 seven yards per carry this postseason which sets up nicely for a struggling cam Akers, who we all thought was going to come back from that achilles injury and really do well but he's only averaged 2.8 yards per carry on 54 carries during the postseason and you got to also consider that daryl henderson is coming back too likely he's been sitting out the past six weeks so we'll see how that plays into the uh, cam Akers share yeah, a lot to unfold there just, just for the Rams alone. Um, but the one thing we know that we're going to lean on is is Cooper Cup, uh, you know, and a hat tip to him for what he was able to do this year and being that primary option there for for Stafford. So uh, definitely going to have to pay if if you want some Cooper Cup this week. But it, it, as we were talking uh, earlier on in the show, he's that really that one Rams that, that you feel like you can set it and forget it. Uh, and and finding creative ways to work him into the lineup, you know, captain spot. Obviously, you're going to have to pay up for it, but finding ways to to definitely work him in, you know, and, and maybe those large field GPPs fi finding that lineup that that avoids Cooper Cup because we know we know the ownership is going to be through the roof because even when he is the chalk, he's still smashing, and so it feels ugly to go away from him. But I, I think the field will feel similarly, and everybody's going to have a piece of Cooper Cup. The biggest piece of leverage on this slate very well may be not having Cooper Cup in your build. Yeah, that's pretty fair, man. Um, there's a couple different ways that I think you can differentiate yourself. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later, though, when we do our builds. Let me talk a little bit about my Bengals here, though. The Bengals are 54th season, um, which would be the most by any franchise before winning its first championship in NFL history. So a lot, a lot riding here for the Bengals, a real Cinderella story, if you will, based off of what we've seen out of them over the past 10 years even. Cincinnati has lost both of their previous trips to the Super Bowl, losses to the 49ers in 1982 and 1989. The 49ers 
Raiders have just been absolutely dishing against both of these teams in, in years past. So, uh, you know, that's another team that we'll, we'll probably be talking about for four years to come uh, when we're talking NFL playoffs. But right now we're talking Bengals and Rams. And since week 13, Joe Burrow has completed 73% of his throws for 9.3 yards per attempt and averaged 331 yards per game, thrown for 15 touchdowns and just two interceptions over his last seven games. Part of that is being rookie sensation Jamar Chase, averaging 22.1 fantasy points per game over his last seven full games since week 14. So we've really seen this Bengals offense uh, really get back to what what we saw last year, and that's Joe Burrow just dropping back to pass, dropping back to pass. Chase has 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 been marvelous all year long, and uh, yes, he is going to see some Jalen Ramsey. But I don't think Jalen Ramsey. I, I think the most we've seen him shadow anybody was in, in the matchup against the Buccaneers with Mike Evans, and that was still hovering somewhere between sixty and seventy percent. So I, I don't think he's going to see full blanketed coverage uh, from Ramsey this week. And, and Chase is still my favorite weapon as far as the Bengals go because we, we just know how high that ceiling is and, and and where that can get you. He can compete with Cooper Cup as far as the ceiling goes in this game and another guy that I feel like is a guy that's going to be super high owned and maybe a piece that you do look to avoid in these large field GPPs if you're trying to get a little more contrarian. Yeah, I, um, I've found myself doing a lot of single entry um, tournaments so far, doing some early builds. Um, a lot of the showdown slates, I'm actually leaning a little bit to T Higgins. I think he's going to be that safety net for Joe Burrow. Um, I don't think that I don't think we'll see a game where Jamar Chase isn't relevant, but I do think T Higgins, he's been quietly consistent too. So I'm definitely going to have me some T Higgins this weekend too. Uh, some more interesting stats to know real quick. Um, I love this Rams offense. I love that they like to throw the ball around a lot, but I think one of the biggest reasons we're seeing them in the Super Bowl is that defense. According to ESPN metrics powered by NFL next gen stats, the Rams rank first in pass rush win rate this season, which is really no surprise with guys like Aaron Donald. You know, they brought in Von Miller from Denver. So I think this defense is going to be a big, big key to this game. Yeah, well, the the Bengals, meanwhile, ranked 30th in pass block win rate, and they were 25th or worst in pass block win rate at every position. And this will be the third Super Bowl matchup featuring an offense that's been sacked 50-plus times during the regular season and a defense that's racked up 50 plus sacks during the regular season as well. So we, we saw how just how many times Joe Burrow can be sacked as, as a record was set just a, a couple of weeks ago. And I think we're going to see that again. The Bengals are going to have to game plan and, and, and figure out ways to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly because this is a an O-line versus D-line matchup nightmare that the Rams are heavily favored. It'll be interesting to see the approach of the Bengals and, and what they can try to do to nullify that. I think it's getting the ball out of his hands quickly, as I mentioned. Some screens to Chase Higgins, uh, you know, ch- even Chase in the, out of the backfield, which we saw a little bit of him getting a few rushing attempts. Those are the type of things mm-hmm. that we're going to need to see from the Bengals in order to slow down this pass rush. Yeah, we've seen Burrow running around quite a bit. You know, he's had no choice really this postseason, but he's able to scramble and move around quite a bit. 
And there's actually some really interesting prop bets at places over like um, underdog and things like that that involve Joe Burrow and his longest, uh, you know, rush of the game and things like that. So prop bets are going to be fun for this weekend, too. This might be my favorite stat that you included on this whole sheet, though. Including the playoffs, receivers Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase are numbers one and two in receiving yards this season, making it the very first time the top two in that category have met in the Super Bowl. That is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, and that just screams fireworks. And, and us who enjoy the game, the NFL game, we love fireworks. So I'm, I'm hoping we can see it. You know, I, I told you uh, prior to the show, I am leaning towards the under a little bit in this one. I think it's going to be a little bit slower pace that, than what many of us love to see. And that's that fast pace, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. But I think it is going to be a little bit slower than that. It's going to be a little bit more of a chess battle here. And so I'm not surprised with the uh, the under in this game but uh you know with these two guys at the wide receiver position anything is possible and if, if we started seeing punches fly back and forth here uh you know it, it could get exciting quickly yeah I, like i said i think it's going to go one of two ways i think we're going to have a shootout or we're going to have a defensive battle where the rams try to run the ball uh with cam Akers and company but if the rams do decide to air it out we're going to jump into some injury updates if they do decide to throw it around very sadly, it will not be to tight end Tyler Higby. Uh, he was listed as a non-participant all last week because of the MCL sprain that he suffered in the NFC Championship game. Uh, earlier today, the Rams actually placed uh, Tyler Higby on injured reserve, ruling him out for Sunday's Super Bowl against the Bengals. Um, additionally, safety Taylor Rapp, who has missed all three of the Rams' playoff games, appears to be on track to return from the concussion that he suffered in week 18. So that'll be a very welcome back uh, member of the secondary against these Bengals wide receivers. Uh, as, as far as the Bengals go with injury, the really the only relevant guy here is CJ Uzoma and he will be able to play against the Rams. He has been dealing with that sprained MCL in his left knee that he suffered in the AFC championship game against Kansas city. But as you mentioned to me, he, he ripped that knee brace off today and, and essentially told the, the city of Cincinnati that he is good to go. So not really sure what we're going to get out of him. I'm probably not going to look to have a ton of exposure but if he is looking like he's going to go uh under the radar and nobody's going to have some action uh you know he, he could have some sneaky gpp upside this week yeah he certainly knew the assignment when they had their uh cincinnati Bengals rally man because he got that crowd fired up um, before we jump into our actual builds here that we're about to do i want to give a shout out to one of our main partners that is surfshark surfshark vpn is our hero product bringing humanized privacy security and access it is the fastest growing VPN on the market and currently sits at number three globally in brand searches. They provide all cell phone, tablet, laptop, and CPU users with unbeatable VPN security for all devices. So you might be asking yourself, what is a VPN? Let me fill you in. A VPN is a virtual private network. It is a technology that allows you to set up a secure connection between your device and another one via the public internet. It's like creating a special secret communication channel that nobody can snoop on and with apps like Surfshark, it's very easy to do. The best reason to use a VPN is simple, security online. You don't want to leave your digital breadcrumbs that connect you to all your online activities. With a VPN, you'll hide your IP address, like your home address, but for the internet, mask your activities from the internet service provider, and much more. 
And furthermore, there are a lot of great shows on Netflix that are no longer available in the U.S. With Surfshark, you can still watch shows like The Office here in the United States. And for a limited time, Surfshark is offering 83% off for two months during the, their New Year's sale. So head on over to Surfshark.com while you still can. Save some money, keep you and your family safe, and relive all the best Michael Scott moments. That's Surfshark.com to get a premium VPN service at a fraction of the cost. Oh, yeah. Let's do some builds, buddy. We are here in DraftKings lobby. I already have a set up. And just to fill you in, this is the $3 entry, uh, million dollar worth of prizes. Uh, so large field GPP. If we have time, Nate, I'm looking to get two entries into this contest. It is a max enter of 20 entries. So we're going to try and get two in here this evening. Um, obviously, we've talked a little bit of strategy on this slate off the air. We haven't really gotten into it much uh, here this evening on the show. But let's start out with the first build. And before we even start clicking anything in, talk to me. You know, what what kind of lineup have you have you been building that that you like? You know, we talked about a couple pre-show, but I'll let you start with this one. What are we doing, Captain Wise? You want to run through any guys, some pricing that stood out to you, or anything else? Yeah. So earlier, earlier, I kind of mentioned ways to differentiate yourself, and I think a couple ways to do that are one, not go Cooper Cup as your captain, and two, not go with either uh, Stafford or Joe Burrow as your captain. So a lot of my early preliminary builds have included, you know, T. Higgins at captain. I like the Rams' defense. I love Evan McPherson, as you do as well. So the few builds that I've done so far, um, I've got OBJ as captain in one, but um, I'm really, really, really liking T. Higgins this weekend. I know you're a little bit more on the Jamar Chase train, but on the year, Higgins has a 23.9% target share, 35% air yard share. You know, for reference, Chase has 23.7 and a 37.2. So I do think Higgins, like I said, will be a safety net for Burrow. I think he's going to be running around. I think you'll see Mixon get involved as well. But I'm liking T. Higgins as my captain. Yeah, over the last seven weeks, Jamar Chase has 61 targets, T. Higgins has 51 targets, and Tyler Boyd has 36. So, you know, T. Higgins really isn't that far behind Chase. And, and we mentioned, you know, Chase having that tougher matchup while, while the, you know, we're not expecting a full-on shadow coverage. He, he is going to be paired up. Uh, with with Jalen Ramsey on, on 50 to 60% of, of the routes he's running. So, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of energy talking me in to, to T. Higgins this week. Uh, I do like T. Higgins. So do you want to plug him into our captain spot? Yeah, you know, for, for my first build um, or our first build, I'd like to just slide T. Higgins in a captain and see what else we can do. Which guy, um, if with Higgins at captain, throw me a guy, throw a guy my way that you kind of feel. Um, well, I think Burrow uh, is going to come along. Let me ask you this. Do, do you like Burrow or, or Mixon in this build? Because I, I think I want one or the other. Um, if I had to choose... You know, between the two quarterbacks, I have myself with a little bit more Stafford than Burrow, but I do think Burrow is a pretty good play as the Bengals will probably be playing from behind. Uh, but let's go with Mixon here and see, like, what kind of damage that does to our salary. 
All right, mixing in the flex here. All right, so you see we have just over 7,000 remaining per position here. Um, is there any cheap guys that you find yourself going to? Uh, what about what about that kicker that you, that you were talking about pre-show? Yeah, I'm all about Evan McPherson. Uh, everybody at this point knows who, who's the rookie kicker is. You know who knows who he is. You know kickers are often a wild card when it comes to showdown slates, but and you know because they're cheap and they're volatile. But I think this week it's hard to argue with the consistency that McPherson has displayed as of late. Money Mac has been in double digits for seven straight games and is averaging 16 DK points per game in the playoffs. He's only 4,000, so I find it very hard to get away from having him in my builds. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, I, if I'm going to work a kicker into my build, I really like it for builds that I avoided the quarterback position. So here we went with Mixon over Burrow. So we're pretty much trying to take all of the eggs and upside away from Burrow and, and saying Joe Mixon, you know, gets there on the ground once or twice, get, getting some receptions. And instead of converting those into touchdowns via Joe Burrow for other drives, McPherson does end up with a couple of 40, 50 yard kicks here. So it's really kind of stacking well as far as our, our build goes T Higgins maybe does get that one touchdown, uh, but it, it's a way to get different here. And I think with this, this type of a tournament, this size, it, you're, it's going to require something more like this than, than just throwing, uh, you know, T Higgins in, in the captain spot with Joe Burrow uh, along for the ride and a, a T Higgins, if you want to. So, uh, you know, I, I like this build right here, but as far as the Rams now, uh, you know, th this is a, a game where I, I don't feel like you need to stack heavy one team or another. We we, we are split in the middle right now with with three uh, Bengals players. So l let's let's talk a little bit of Rams exposure here. I, I mentioned Cooper Cup. Is this a build that you're looking to get him into Cooper Cup? and or uh, OBJ. I like both these guys. Um, Cup's obviously the most expensive player on the slate. Um, and then you got OBJ. He's finished um, just finished the conference championship with 113 yards and nine catches on 11 targets in the playoffs. He has a 24% target share, 28.5 air yard share, making him this clear second favorite option of Matthew Stafford. So I think I, we can put both these guys in. What does that leave us for remaining salary? That leaves us 5,000, staring us at 5,000 of Sony Michelle, which I don't really want any part of. No, me either. And just below that is Higby, who we know is not a factor. And just below him is Blanton, the tight end that will be the the starter, if you will, for this game. And, you know, he, he did okay when he had to fill in for Higby uh, over the course of the last couple of games. During the NFC Championship game versus the 49ers, he played just 14 snaps, but uh, you know he he did have some production. So if it's it's not terrible, I'm not huge on him. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Really, um, he had five targets, five catches uh, last week for 57 yards, and Cincinnati has struggled against the tight end all year, uh, allowing the six most fantasy points to the position in 2021. Um, I also like the Rams defense quite a bit. And one thing I want to, you know, preface real quick here is I think we mentioned differentiating yourself. Don't be afraid to leave some salary on the table. 
If you're using, um, you know, a premium service at a website or an, an optimization tool, you can even set yourself a boundary of leaving X amount of dollars on the table for your builds. And it'll be a quick way to not have, you know, a hundred duplicate lineups with, you know, somebody else that's playing DraftKings. So that's just an idea that I wanted to mention to everybody. So I did a little flip here just because we had so much money on the table. I went ahead and swapped Joe Mixon and T Higgins. I feel like it kind of makes sense a little bit more for this build too, where where we don't have Burrow uh, and we are going to rely. I mean, because this right here is just T. Higgins kind of has a reasonable game. We're not expecting him to go off because it, with him in the captain spot, if we want T. Higgins to go off, it almost feels like Joe Burrow is going to have to have a piece of that. Well, with this build right here and, and a build that we said that we are not bringing Joe Burrow along, it almost makes a little bit more sense for Joe Mixon to be in that captain spot. This Cincinnati passing attack that everybody's been been all in on and you and I rode for many a weeks over the last two months um you know it's going to be a popular play Joe Mixon against this stout Rams defensive front is probably not going to be as popular a play we know the the receiving upside is there as well with Mixon even though P Ryan seems to be getting worked in on a lot of those third down passing situations that I'd love to see Mixon stay on the field I think this is a, a, probably a good way to get a little bit different. I don't. I don't think that you're going to see a ton of Joe Mixon ownership there in the captain spot. Yeah, not at captains. Um, uh, over and run the Sims for the showdown slates. His ownership percentage was projected at. It was a lot lower than anybody else. It was in the teens. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think Mixon's a very interesting target here. He has the best workload among the runners in this game. Um, and the team also projects to play from behind. So that receiving upside is going to be huge. So slide mixing in a captain makes all the sense in the world. And with this build, um, you know, I did have the Rams DST in there, 3,400. We could have the Rams kicker, Matt Gay. Once again, we do not have Matthew Stafford in this build either. So another thing that I don't mind leaning towards the kickers, but I just with the sack potential that we know this Rams DST has, it really wants me. I want to stick with that right there, but I think a, a nice variation off of this build would be to scrap the Rams DST and go ahead and play the Rams kicker, avoiding the quarterback position entirely, getting getting a little bit different. So, you know, th this lineup right here with just a small variation uh, for, for these multi-enter uh, large field GPPs, I like this. Nate, I'm going to slam that in there for that. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's 100K first place sodfs could cash a ginormous check there for that so i would love it if that ended up being the winner right there you want to do one more i'll do another one that same contest uh, and really with with two entries here nate logic tells us that that really kind of doubles our odds here so i think yeah we let's avoid, definitely do another one we avoided the quarterback entirely I think this build, I a scenario that I'm seeing unfold is is the O line of, of Cincinnati not being able to contend with the the defensive unit of, of the LA Rams and this this running game that that hasn't been great lately is going to struggle and this passing game that that 
it, it's going when once they force Joe Burrow to drop back constantly, constantly, constantly. You know, yes, we've seen Joe Burrow be able to get through, and it, and it hasn't been pretty. But there's a, a scenario that can unfold where the Bengals just really can never get anything going, and I, I, that feels like a build that I that I want to make here right now. Is is I'm telling us a story, and my story is is the, the Bengals just get ultimately shellacked out here. And, and and what does that look like if that is the case, Nate? Yeah, it's like Bo always says, you got to paint a picture when you're doing, you know, these DFS builds. How do you see the game script going? How do you think, you know, things are going to unfold? You want it to make sense at the end of the day. I think Burrow is very interesting at captain. He's definitely experienced a late season uh, surge. He's thrown for 525, 446, 244, 348, and 250 passing yards over the last five games. So a lot of I've seen a lot of analysts kind of leaning on Burrow with the game script being that the Bengals play from behind and you know Burrow's running all over the place, chucking the ball around. So I definitely like that. I do like Stafford too. So, you know, I think in our next build, maybe we throw a, one of the either one of the quarterbacks in it, Captain, and or you know, at least go with the Rams so we get a different style build when we go do go to things. You could also go Cooper Cup, too. I mean, Cup's going to be highly owned. It makes a lot of sense to have the player that you expect to have, you know, the most fantasy points as your captain. It just makes it tough when you get to you know, the last couple spots of your build with salary getting a little tight. But it's no, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that Cooper Cup is one of the best plays on this slate. Not much needs to really be said about the veteran wide receiver. Um, he's led the league in catches, yards, receptions. Cincinnati ranked 17th against the position and gave up 30 points to Devontae Adams and Adam Thielen in, um, in 2021. So it, it makes a lot of sense for Cup to have a great game too. Yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I think I'm going to go with, with Stafford here just because I don't really want a piece of the Rams running game. I, I find myself kind of avoiding that. So I'm going to go Stafford and we're going to try and get OBJ in there as well. Yeah. I love OBJ. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit underutilized. It's hard to argue against McPherson, just given his price point of 4,000 and, and the double digit fantasy points that he's putting up week in and week out. Uh, you know, if if Burrow struggles early on, but they can potentially get some some field goal points. Obviously, if if they're getting shellacked and uh, you know kicking three points won't do much for them, so there's the worry of that. Uh, but if we are going to get a piece of this Bengals offense, I'll let you I'll let you pick it, man. This one's your build, so you pick whichever Bengal you would like to have in there the most. Or that I'm makes the with, most sense. I'm gonna go with a little bit off script here, and I'm gonna get get P Ryan in on there. I, I mentioned that he is seeing some of that third down receiving work, which we can expect to see a decent amount of if Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and OBJ are, are, are clicking on all cylinders. P Ryan could end up getting that receiving work, and we saw he's capable of taking one to the house from uh, you know 50 yards out or whatever it was last week. Or, or a couple weeks ago. So I like Piron as one of my cheaper options just based off of game script that I'm expecting for this game and, and, and an option that will probably be a little bit more uh, under the radar. And that gets me up to 5,700 here for my remaining pieces. Am I going to make it up 
uh, above the 6,000 price point there with one, and that would bring me back down here to Real say, quickly, real quickly, yep. I just do, I want to say that P. Ryan's a great call because all it takes is one injury to mix in two, and then you've differentiated yourself hugely, especially in these large field GPPs, so I don't hate that at all. Yeah, huge leverage. Okay, I don't mind this. Damn, if I could have gotten McPherson in there with T. Higgins, I would have been a lot better. Yeah, it's like DraftKings knows what they're doing or something. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with Rams defense, and that's not enough to get me the cup. Nope, nope. Yeah, I've tried a few different builds, and it's just been yes, short. It is. Here and, there. Uh, and it fits perfectly, too. All right, we got to rock with this one right here. Oh, I like so, that one a lot. Cooper Cup captain, uh, Stafford, OBJ there in the flex, and Rams DST is going to destroy that O-line. P. Ryan, all we need is those five or six receptions. Maybe he gets there on one of them, and T. Higgins. Uh, a guy that we've mentioned, I like him as well. So I'm going to go ahead and smash that one in as well. I love when I'm doing a build and I, I have a little bit left in the bank and I'm able to shift around a guy, a guy that I wasn't necessarily wanting to pay up for. I was wanting to see if I could get a little bit more creative and, and not have to pay up for him. But at the end of the day, if it makes sense and, and you can get that guy in there, uh, I, I always try to. So I, I like both of those lines. Uh, that we were able to get here. And uh, if you are following along with us here tonight, maybe uh, you take one of those lines and throw it into a GPP contest and see if you can't make a little bit of dough here with SODFS. Yeah, man. Like Coach said, I dig it a lot. Um, I'll just mention another build that I had done. I know we're not huge on the Rams running backs, but I actually did a build with um, OBJ at captain. And then in my flex were Cup, Stafford, Akers, McPherson, the Rams, DST. And again, I think that kind of paints the picture. You only got, um, as far as Cincinnati players go, the only one you're leaning on is McPherson. And if this Rams, DST is dominating, you're going to see field goals, you know, and then these star Rams players just lighten up the scoreboard, hopefully. So I don't mind that one either. Yeah, all all good uh, builds here. And, and that's the thing. We could sit here and do 100 of these. Um, you know, there, there's no right or wrong answer at this point. We won't know until, uh, you know, Sunday. So ultimately, though, you know, have fun, create builds, tell yourself a story and and just try to, you know, have that build correlate, you know, that captain pick with with Joe Mixon as our captain. You know, the correlation was that we didn't bring Joe Burrow around. Uh, you know, and, and we're expecting the, the ground game to get there with the Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, we brought Stafford along, OBJ as well. So we're saying that, that Cup is going to smash like he always does, and Stafford is going to be on, on, on the tail coast of him, and maybe he hooks up with OBJ as well for, for another 75 and a tutty. Um, you know, so correlation with your captain picks, telling telling a story and, and building that story there in DK, and and, and you know there, there's a hundred different stories you can tell. As of right now, there is no right or wrong story. Yeah, and again, I just want to mention this one more time. This is on these small game slates. I mean, this is as small as it can get. It's all one game slate essentially. So don't be afraid to find different ways to differentiate yourself. As I mentioned. 
you know, you can try playing both kickers in your lineup. You can go with, you know, a DST and a kicker like we had done. Um, focus kind of my focus is going to be on these single entry tournaments and cash games. I think that's where you're going to have your best luck. If you do play large field GPP, playing a guy like Samaj P. Ryan, you could even go crazy and play a guy like Chris Evans. I think he's like $400. Like if there's an injury, man, he's going to be relevant. So you're going to have to stick your neck out there in these large field tournaments and stuff. And another way to differentiate yourself, no quarterbacks in your builds. Just if you're doing multiple, multiple lineups, just like you said, have fun, try some crazy ideas. And, you know, if we can't be at the Super Bowl, we at least want to print some DK money this weekend. Yeah, another tip um, that I'll throw out there is, you know, a lot of times when when I'm making lineups, I, f- I feel like if I'm just clicking on a single entry tournament and trying to build a lineup, I, I really kind of cap and limit my creativity uh, that I'm able to produce. I, if if you can go enter one of these, uh, e- even a twenty entry contest. You know whether it's a dime package or, or the the quarter slot machine. There, twenty five cents. I, I like just doing the dime package. Even I mean, you're talking about two dollars, but what that does to your mind and allows you to be able to do just because you're like, well, obviously I can do this. Well, yeah, you might get ten builds that feel obvious. But by the time you get to 15 builds, you're having to think about angles that that you maybe wouldn't have even thought about or touched if you were just building your two or three lines. So I'd like to go to these these 20 entries and, and just slap out 20 entries, tell myself 20 different stories, build those lines. And then after that, I'll take a step back and, and I can really gauge on, on you know, how, how creative is this line, you know, and, and you can kind of see – uh, just based off projections, you know what what the ownership is going to be like on this captain, and that'll pretty much tell you if if uh, if you built a GPP build, you built a cash build, just but being able to to really let your mind go and open up and, and just build from from stuff that you wouldn't have given two thoughts to can go a long way. I have found lineups that that I fell in love with after doing that and that's getting to line up 16 line up 17 or line up 18 i do i i something you said there absolutely jumped out to me uh was capping your creativity though like the, i noticed um back in the championship weekend conference championships i found i was really guilty i i got hung up on these four or five guys i liked and i basically rotated different captains with the same players and i absolutely capped my potential on the weekend it wasn't a very success successful weekend but that's because i didn't get enough you know different guys into these lineups i was stuck on these same four or five guys so i love the creativity aspect that you just brought to it definitely do multiple lineups and you know you don't have to spend a lot like you said you can do the cheaper tournaments and things like that but get a different mix of players and just um you know a mix of different approaches as to how you see the game unfolding so i really really loved what you said there uh, anything else about uh, you know any of these guys or or this slate strategy wise that we didn't touch base on that you want to touch before we get into a, a couple of things uh, that we want to mention before we wrap it up for the evening? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, you know, Run the Sims has been a big supporter of us throughout the year. If you're you know looking to use use their premium tools, you can save ten percent with our promo code SODFS. And by doing so, you'll be able to get a good look at ownership projections uh, going into Sunday. Obviously, it's a one-game slate, like we said, so you're not going to find a whole lot of things that, you know, guys that are 2% owned or 3% owned. But 
it will give you an idea of where you want to go at captain for sure, because that's the best way to differentiate yourself. Well, let's uh, let's get into some of our SODFS shout-outs for the evening, and starting with make sure you are following Sons of Dynasty at Dynasty Sons and our producer, Brother Matt, at DY underscore Nasty Dude. We very much appreciate the, the work that he puts in each and every week to bring these uh, you know electric overlays to, to us and to you as the viewer. So big, big shout-out to Brother Matt and everything he does here for SODFS and Sons of Dynasty as a whole. Make sure you're also following True North FFB. That is at True North FFB on Twitter and TNFF Network on youtube uh, we mentioned also earlier in the show that sons of dynasty does officially have a youtube channel and uh would greatly appreciate if you would head on over there click the subscribe click the bell so that way you can keep up with us during the off season and everything that we got going on nate what else do we have going on for the people i've got to you know i've got to reiterate it we say it all the time but this is a three-man show brother matt the show would not be possible without him. He is awesome at these overlays and, you know, music, putting these videos together. So big shout out to him. We appreciate all the hard work he did this year. There was a lot, a lot of work put into the, this podcast behind the scenes. And, you know, it's not over yet. This might be the last uh, NFL DFS slate um, of the year. But as you mentioned, we do, uh, SOD does have their own YouTube channel now. We're going to have all kinds of different content coming out over there throughout the offseason. Um and some special podcasts too that we'll talk about it in a minute. But um, we also, you know, SOD did expand. So why don't you give a shout out to some of our new members? Yeah, uh, an official shout out here for some of the prospects of Sons of Dynasty crew, starting with Coach Craig. Many of you already know you can find him at Coach Craig Sport. Uh, our buddy Doug, who you can find at the Fantasy Moose and at Moose Leagues 4MH. And our newest addition to the team, our guy Rusty Shackelford. You can find him at Devin B44. Uh, you know, expanding the team a little bit, looking to stay on top of anything and everything NFL heading into the offseason of the NFL and, and getting you guys ready for the upcoming season with everything from rookies to, to dynasty buys and sells. Uh, we're looking to do a, a couple of offseason episodes, might have some guests uh, on the podcast, you know, talking everything from DFS to dynasty. So if there's somebody in particular that you'd, you'd like us to have on the show, go ahead and drop down in the comments. Let us know who you'd like us to have on as a guest this off season. And we will do everything in our power to make that happen. Yeah. You know, speaking of special guests, something that I'm very, very, very excited about, you know, pro bowl was on last weekend, but I had all you guys watching the, uh, the NASCAR race over there, um, in LA in the, uh, in the stadium where uh, T, uh, USC plays. But so next Friday night, NFL season is over. However, we will be back on next Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you're probably wondering why. It's because we're officially going racing. Sons of DFS is going to have a NASCAR special. The Daytona 500 is next weekend. We have some special guests that are coming on to that show. That will be announced very soon, possibly tonight, maybe even tomorrow. But I'm, I'm extremely excited. You're not going to want to miss this show. It's next Friday, 9 p.m. It's going to be live on the SOD YouTube, so be sure to head over there. Like you said, hit the notification bell, drop a like, drop some comments, show us some love, um, and just get ready for a great show next Friday. 
I also want to do a big shout out to our friends at Viridian Global. That is where you can get all of your Sons of Dynasty apparel. Uh, Viridian Global is the premier FF apparel place in in all of of Twitter. Any anybody you know probably has some Viridian Global gear hanging in their closet. And if you don't, uh, you are the odd man out right now. But uh, hit us up in our DMs at, at Sons of Dynasty, and maybe we can hook you up with a discount on some SOD apparel there from Viridian Global. I'm rocking my Viridian Global SOD hat, and of course my dynasty rewind t-shirt that i got from viridian global make sure you guys check out the guys over there at dynasty rewind some of the best in the business as well for dynasty information so check them out as well but viridian global uh is tier one for us and i can't have enough of it so uh brother matt mentioned backstage that potentially sons of dynasty sodfs may have some new logos in the works that will make their way over to Viridian Global. So, uh, you know, the the closet is going to get a little bit bigger. Yeah, big shout out to Will and the guys at Viridian. The clothes look great. You know, they're a huge member, uh, part of the community, the FF community. So we want to show Viridian as much support as possible and definitely check out our new gear that's coming out. Uh, we also want to thank Surfshark. We did the promo read for them. That is promo code SODFS for 83% off and two months for free. Uh, Run the Sims have been a great partner with us throughout the year. Their premium content is top of the line. Promo code again there is going to be SODFS for 10% off. And, of course, the guys at Trophy Smack. Uh, you can – fantasy football season might be over, but next season is coming fast. Uh, you can use promo code SODFS to get a free championship ring with your trophies. Trophy Smack has been really cool to us. They, their social media team over there is always retweeting our stuff, so we appreciate that a lot too. All right, Nate, before we get out of here, I'm going to throw prediction time out at you. Super Bowl, give me a score. Give me the winner. What What is your prediction for this Super Bowl Sunday? I'll go Rams over Cincinnati. Final score going to be 31-20. to 20. Okay. I like – I have Rams over Bengals as well, and I'm going 27-14. I like that a lot. The game script's going to match up to that. Hopefully one of us nails it. All right, before we man, go, well, before we go too, I just want to thank everybody out there, the viewers, the listeners, everybody that's gave us ratings and reviews. The reason we do this is for you guys. We have a lot of fun doing it, but we like making this content for you to enjoy. So with the season one of uh, SODFS officially wrapping up, I want to say a big, big, big thank you to everybody that showed us support this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So um, we appreciate you coming back each and every week and, and being here when you could be here. And we are going to continue this momentum into the off season and, and carry that momentum right on into week one, uh, probably even preseason while you bullshitting. Um, but uh, I, I mean, am looking forward to it, man. Officially season two pretty much kicks off next week. <laughs> Hey, well, no time off. (laughs) Stay with us. Subscribe to the Sons of Dynasty YouTube channel moving forward, and and we are going to have a ton of content. And and until then, uh, next Friday, I am Dan. He is Nate, and we appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Much love to everybody out there.
Much love, y'all. Have a good night. SODFS is for entertainment only and to add value to your sports experience. We give you our advice and strategy that we will employ ourselves. SODFS is not intended for those under the age of 18.